Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> You know very well who you are Don't let them hold you down Free for the stars You had a goal, but not that many Cause you're the only one I'll give you good show for everyone, but we do cater to the novice female sports fans because we are in the business of helping to educate the ladies on the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football, all right? And we come to you each and every Wednesday night, outside of holidays and, you know, special occasions, all that good stuff, but we come to you Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. There are several ways for you to join the show. One, pick up your telephone and dial 347-826-7924. You can join us at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 and you can catch it Catch us live and in living color, Facebook Live. Tina D. Jackson is the name. We'll be going there shortly after uh, 8 p.m., okay? Let's see. Follow the show. Don't forget, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 Click on the follow link. Most importantly, make sure to activate your email. Otherwise, your name and number will not be counted. But you can find us in iTunes. Just type in Sports 2 with TJ and click subscribe and then follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Okay, yeah, getting started already. I've been off a week. i got a, a lot of built-up uh, songs in me, okay? <laughs> I'm just excited. So follow me, though. IG and TikTok, at LLSports2TJ. And then also uh, Facebook, Tina D. Jackson. It's a lot, I know. We're going to get it all condensed and concise in, in, in a little while here. But you just follow me, whichever way you can, Okay. All right, let's see. What's on my mind tonight real quick? Oh, you know, I must say uh, we lost the uh, the former first lady, uh, Rosalind Carter, um, and so they just had her services here in uh, Georgia, um, Plains, Georgia, where, where her and President Carter uh, currently still reside, and then here in the Atlanta metropolitan area. And she just seemed like such a – just such a great woman. Um, 
man, just all of the things and and feelings and words um, that all the people have just spoken about her. Um, she just very seemed to be philanthropic, uh, very about her community, her family. Uh, her family speaking about her was just so funny. So let's just make sure that we keep the Carters um, in our prayers. Um, President Carter, man, the condition that he's in, uh, but he was adamant about being at the services. So um, 77 years, that's a long time. You know, unfortunately, some people don't even make make it living 77 years, but for them to have shared um, 77 years together, that's just remarkable. So let's make sure we keep them in our prayers, all right? Um, a hard pivot, though, uh, Friday night, Raising Canaan is back, okay, for all of my power, force, the ghost, the, the you know, the the, the power um, family, uh, Raising Canaan. I think it's season three or season four. Premieres on Friday. Okay, y'all make sure y'all catch that. And all of my NBC dramas return January 17th. Oh, yes, that's already a special day. Uh, but the, January 17th, y'all, the, the shows are back. Remember, the, everyone's off strike in, in Hollywood and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, they come back January 17th. So uh, y- your girl is happy. TV, uh, TV and sports, that's, that's what I live for. Okay, anyway, talk about sports. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Uh-oh, hold on, y'all. Got to turn my, there we go, <laughs> phone on silent. Let's talk about the rundown tonight. Week 12 recap, what a slate of games we have been having, and I think it's just going to go up from here. We only have six weeks left, y'all, though, of football. I cannot believe it, but, yes, week 12 recap, one and done, more like 11 and done. What is going on in Carolina? We'll talk about that. Pet peeves in sports. I want to know about your pet peeves, pet peeves because I have one that's coming up this week, so I want to know what, your, what yours are. And the breaking news today, Aaron Rodgers. What? 21-day set to practice? Doesn't mean it's returning to the field anytime soon, but we will talk about that. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. You already know what it is. It's Wednesday night, so it is a jam-packed show for you again. All right, so let's go ahead. We'll jump into our first breaks. The breaks tonight, say it ain't so. Paul the notes. In court. Feuding. He can't have that. I can't go for that. So you already know what the song's going to be for tonight. <laughs> you know what it is, though. It's going to be a jam-packed show for you. We'll go ahead and jump to our first break, and then on the outside of that, we'll bring in the ladies to talk Week 12 recap. Oh, yes, it's LL Sports 2 with TJ.
no, no, no. We can't go for that, y'all. We can't go for that. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL42. What is going on with Hall and Oates? Y'all, we can't go for that. But you know what we can go for? I, I, I tell you what we can go for, though. We're going to bring in, we got to go for the ladies. The ladies who love to talk sports. Okay, I'm waiting. There we go. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, 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 oh, yes. It's a triple threat in the house tonight. Ain't Lou, Janelle. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, ladies. Yes. Uh, good evening. <laughs> it's going to be one of those. Now, you know, y'all know we can't be away too long because then we come back and there's no telling what you get on the on the, uh, on the podcast here. So good evening, everybody. We are now live on Facebook. Shout out to everybody tuning in. Let me go back here. My Auntie Kim in the house. Gotcha. What's going on with you? William Gilliard, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Auntie Karen, that's Shottown holding down the fort for your girl. And you already know Denise Green is holding down the timeline. Yes, hello, everybody. We're back. I hope everybody had a wonderful giving uh, weekend or holiday. But, Niner fans, I want to know, who is the better linebacker to y'all or was the better linebacker? So, again, it's not necessarily – it can be about statistics, uh, statistics the statistical talent, um, or it could just be who you felt gave um, – was more dominant or important for the 49ers during that time. Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman, okay? And, of course, I will tell you. And Pet Peeves. So, ladies, I want you to think about this. I'm going to pose the question, and then we're going to talk about it a little later in the show. But what are your pet peeves in sports specifically? Or if you have any, I mean. But just think about that, and we will dive into that a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Auntie Kim Hatina at the hospital. Oh, okay. Oh, please give her my love. We will lift her up in prayer. Um, my Auntie Kim says they are at the hospital. Uh, my cousin Nikki has surgery. So um, please uh, make sure that we lift them in prayer. Um, mm, I pray everything went well or is going well. She had surgery. Okay, so she already had it. All right, uh, but yes, let's please keep them lifted in prayer. All right. Um, okay, ladies. So yes, think about that. I want to know what your pet peeves in sports are. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into this week twelve recap. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't even really know where I want to start, but we'll just start with the Thanksgiving game. Okay. Um, Lions and the Packers. The Lions let me down. Let everybody down. I think uh, they lost to the Packers twenty nine twenty two. Um, Love, this was his third career three-passing touchdown game. Yeah, he was 22 of 32, 268 yards, three touchdowns. Um, they were eight, an eight-and-a-half-point underdog. That's tied for the third largest upset on Thanksgiving since 1970. It also snapped a four-game losing streak versus the Lions for the Packers. And the Packers have now won three of their last four games after losing four straight weeks four through eight. For the Lions, this is their seventh straight loss on Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people don't believe in curses, but I don't know. I mean, scale of one to ten, ten being you just knew that the Lions were going to win. What was your your comfort or, or uh, you know, your comfort level of the Lions winning on Thanksgiving this year? Whoever wants to jump in. 
I would have thought they would have won, mm-hmm. especially with their record. I didn't even know about this uh, their past history. But I just figured with them having a record like that and being contenders that they would have defeated them. I know, right? I know. Now, what what was the comfort level of the Lions winning on Thursday? Uh, Ma'am, I was extremely comfortable um, with choosing them. I I'm very uncomfortable with the fact that they lost. That broke my heart. <laughs> it started a losing streak for me that I didn't appreciate. You know, I didn't realize um, I didn't realize it was seven straight losses on Thanksgiving. I, I was thinking back. I was like, man, I thought they won last year. But no, they went down to the wire and, and they ended up losing. I, I just, again, I hate to believe in, in curses and, and give energy to that. But the Lions, they just might be. The way they did Barry Sanders, and um, shout out to Prime Video. I haven't watched it yet, but the series um, or, or um, documentary Bye Bye uh, Barry, I cannot wait to watch it. I've heard really good things about it. But it might just explain why the, the Lions cannot win on Thanksgiving. You couldn't have told me that the Lions were not going to beat the Packers. And I know divisional games, we talk about it all the time. It doesn't matter record. It doesn't matter who's, who's hurt, who's on the field. Your divisional opponents are always your worst battles, your hardest battles, two two times every season. But I still thought that the Detroit Lions were going to win on Thanksgiving this year. I just knew this was their year. And then we let them off the hook. Yeah, seven straight losses. And then this is a seven-game um, a seven-game win streak, though, was snapped in the division. So they were, uh, you know, 7-0 and in, in the uh, division, but that got snapped. And Jared Goff, three fumbles lost in this game. That was a career high for him. So, uh, yeah. Detroit. Detroit City. What up, though? You lost. That's what up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And the score is not indicative of, of the game because Packers had this from from kickoff. I don't think he was even close. Um, thought they were going to try to come back, but they didn't. So um, I don't know, ladies. What do you feel? Do, do you think there might be a curse over the Detroit Lions? I, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say curse, but I would say they need to get their act together. Because when I when I choose you to win, you supposed to do it. Janelle, <laughs> I'm 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 hearing just a, a strong sense of disgust uh, uh, in the picks. But you did you did pretty well though. No man, uh, you you, and this is this is why I try not to take these picks too seriously, because it does not matter if I'm in first place or if I'm in second place. By the time we get down to the wire, I always end up in last place, and this week did not help me. Well, feel good though. You are closer than I am. Six games. I, I don't know how I'm gonna make this up, but uh, we'll see this year. Somehow or another, you I promise you, somehow or another, you manage to do it every single year. I have, no, yeah. I have no words about you. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to end up at the bottom of the totem pole again, please, around with people like the Lions. Yeah, I tell you. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, Lions, they let me down. They did. And now there are two losses to Baltimore. Now, Baltimore was just extremely ugly, so it wasn't that bad, but... 
they do kind of give you cause pause. The Lions do, uh, but it can't take away, you know, can't take away from them. They're still eight and three, still, you know, leading the division, and I don't see a tremendous fall off, but we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I, they just shocked me though. I just knew they were gonna win this one. All right, then we had the Commanders and the Cowboys. This one was Cowboys all the way through. They beat down the Commanders 40. Um, Prescott, his third game this season with four-plus passing touchdowns, 17 passing touchdowns total in his last five games. So looks like that, that beating that they took against the Niners. It, uh, and now, mind you, the teams that they have beat have all been under 500. So, uh, But they did play well against the Eagles. So I cannot take that. They should have won that game versus the Eagles, but they didn't. So uh, we'll, you know, we'll we'll see how how the how the Cowboys fare at the end of the season. But Deron Bland, shout out to him, and he is the only reason he is playing is due to the the injury for Trevon Diggs. Uh, he got injured what week two or three. He's been out for the season, and Deron Bland has been tearing up the 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 defense of the Cowboys. Uh, his fifth interception return uh, for a touchdown this season that now is an NFL single season record and we still have like I said six games to go so mind you uh, Dion never did it um, who was it uh, Revis Island never did it so Deron Bland he is tearing up uh, and it might be in contention for, for defensive player of the year so so we they have outscored their opponents 205 to 60 in their home games this season, and now they sit 5-0, and a 5-0 and home record. Uh, they've won every home game this season by at least 20 points. This was their third straight win by 20 points. That's the team's longest streak since 1980. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much not, not a lot to talk about with, uh, with Washington. This was their largest loss since 2021, week 15, and that loss was also to Dallas. They lost by 42 points. But – um, but ladies, any, before I uh, ask this next question, any comments on the blowout, Cowboys and the Commanders? Whoever want to jump in? No, we pretty much expected they were going. You know, the Cowboys was on. That's the thing about the Cowboys that's so frustrating is because they do what they're supposed to do with these teams that we expect them to win. Um, they they either blow them out or embarrass them one way or another. They they do what they're supposed to do. But when they're playing, you know, uh, teams that have records above 500, they just they do nothing, and that's so disappointing because I, I'm just I, I need to see them actually show up when it matters. Yeah, but like I said, they they did well against uh, the Eagles. That, that first matchup, I, I believe the uh, the second matchup, and it's going to be in uh, Dallas. So, um, but they they did very well uh, against the Eagles, and act like I said, should have won that game. Uh, probably one of Dak's best games that he had, uh, minus running out of bounds on that two point conversion. But, um, but yeah, they they didn't lay an egg against against the Eagles this go around. Um, hey Lou, any thoughts on the Cowboys Commanders game? I didn't think it was gonna. They was gonna blow them out like that, but I knew they was gonna win. Yeah, yeah. I was too. I wasn't expecting such a blowout because the Commanders they generally play well with division opponents. Maybe it's just the Eagles. I don't know, but I was expecting a little bit more competition from the Commanders. 
But I tell you what I wasn't expecting. Good old Dolly. Dolly Parton, the halftime show. Y'all, Dolly came out in there. <laughs> Dolly, my boy's uniform. Cheerleaders. I said, you better go ahead, Dolly. I was not She did that. She did that. Now, not, mind you, I, I could probably go the rest of my life without seeing that visual because uh, Dolly didn't, you know, Dolly Legs was uh, was like, oh, Dolly. And she was holding on for dear life. But 77 years old, she got out there. I, you know, I, I love me some Dolly Parton. I saw her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's when I saw, like, the history of, of what she contributed to music. Um, again, she had uh, those two hits. She wrote those two hits. I will always love you and Jolene in the same evening. Dolly was in pain, and uh, she profited off that pain. But shout out to Dolly Parton, though, y'all. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me your thoughts on on Dolly's half toe. Whoever wants to jump in. Dolly looked good at seventy seven. Now you couldn't tell if she had wrinkles or cellulite because, like I said, I, she had red sparkles or something. But she's keeping herself together to be that old. But she didn't move a lot. I don't know if she if she had moved too much. She might have would have gotten dizzy. But the old gal sang. She's still singing. Yeah. But uh, you know, she could have. Uh, she looked like a young cowgirl. She really did. But I just don't know. If I would have got out there with them shorts up there like that. But old Dolly's taking care of herself, but you can tell that somebody was holding her, holding on to her. Yeah, she was holding on to that stage for dear life. I ain't mad at her, though, because Lord knows. But she did. She sounded really good. She really did. Now, any thoughts on the queen of uh, country? No, I'm with you. Kudos to her because at 77... I, I let's be honest. I at twenty seven, I wouldn't have had the audacity to get up there and no outfit like that. So good for her. What you say to now at twenty seven? Oh goodness, that's funny. But yeah, I I cannot lie. When I saw her in that in that outfit, I was like, you better go, Dolly. There was no perfect. Uh, there's nothing else she could have wore that would have topped that. I mean, for her to come out in a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit. Uh, she did that. She did that. And I was so happy she sung Jolene, too. I, I, I just love that song. Uh, now, We Are the Champions. That was a little, uh, I was like, well, did she write that? Because, you know, Dolly is, is um, her writing skills, you know, she's been a part of a lot of, you know, hits. So, and I was like, I was, I was talking to my brother. I'm like, well, are you sure? He's like, no, she has nothing to do with We Are the Champions. I'm a little confused because uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they definitely are not, have not been in quite a while champion. So maybe she was a champion for getting up there at 77 in that uniform and uh, singing. Maybe that was the champion. Because I don't know no, what else. Tina, don't act like um, you don't realize that the Dallas fans are delusional about who they are. So she was singing that song for them. You are so right, Jonelle. Janelle, you are so right, because they really think that they are the champions. They're just the American team. I thought it was the Bills, but it might be the Cowboys. Oh, but champions, nice. they have yet to prove that. Yeah, that was uh, – Derek Jones, he's doing too much. If he's the one that – I'm pretty sure he was behind it. Then, you know, he probably looked at the playlist and said, go ahead, Dolly, add this one for us. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Dolly should have left that one off because they're not the champions. But it's okay. Dolly's a champion, so we'll take that. 
347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Shasta says, yeah, I didn't understand her singing Queen as well. Yeah, that, that one that one threw me. I said, is you sure she don't have any writing credits on it? I had to look that up. I was like, y'all sure? And she doesn't. Yeah, they just, uh, just lose them. But it's okay. It's all right, Cowboy fans. All right, then the Thursday night game, Thanksgiving night, it was uh, uh, St. Louis team and, and my team. And uh thought it was going to be, you know, kind of uh, 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 in that third quarter now. Got a little tight. Uh, but then 49ers, we did what we did. Beat the Seahawks 31-13 in Seattle. That was the, that was the good thing. Happy that, uh, you know, on the road. Um Purdy, 21 of 30, 209 yards, a touchdown. Did have an interception, had that pick six right there. I was like, oh, Purdy. I thought that was going to give the Seahawks a lot of momentum, but it didn't. Defense showed up, six sacks, two takeaways, and Bosa had two of those sacks. Uh, McCaffrey, 11 rushing touchdowns this season. That is a team record. This is our 10th straight division win. That's the longest active streak. And my 49ers are now 8-0 and with a healthy offensive tackle of Trent Williams and wide receiver Debo Samuel. Um, this season, and the Seahawks, they are now 6-0 and when scoring 20-plus uh, points, points this season. They are 0-5 when scoring fewer than 20 points. So, um, yeah. Uh, Aunt Lou, any any uh, comments or thoughts on the game? Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. They got beaten down. That's all I can say. I just didn't I expected them to put up a better fight. But Gino was running around there hopping. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson should have been there because oh, we didn't have a healthy quarterback. If I just want to make excuses, I said, oh, we didn't have a healthy quarterback. But, no, they just uh, not uh, – their team is not better than the 49ers. They just got to call a spade a spade, and I'm okay. Oh. I appreciate that, Angelou. I really do. I appreciate um, any regrets on the Seahawks over the Denver Broncos at this particular time? Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. I know the Seahawks have won like four straight, right? I mean, I'm sorry, the Broncos have won about four. Russell Wilson is looking like the Russell Wilson of yesteryears. And uh, those boys are starting to play some defense because, you know, Seahawks do, do have great defense. Mm-hmm. But, uh yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with Gina, what kind of who we're going to get as a quarterback, because that boy can't be out there playing sore like that forever. Yeah, he um, he was definitely hobbling, especially in that fourth quarter. I think we got Hobbling and hobbling. He got sacked six times. They was trying to kill him. That's all. <laughs> but I just think that uh, I think that uh, they got to get, they got to, they need to put some money out there and get a new quarterback. They didn't get, you know, they didn't give it all to Russ. Russ is gone now. But I'm just I'm looking to see what's going to happen with Denver. It don't mean that I'm going to be switching now because, you know, I'm not following the man. i got to follow a team. But, um, yeah, you heard that, Janelle. Did you, Janelle, did you hear it? I hope you did. But, uh, I did. I, just, I, I just, heard it, but we, we'll see what's going to happen. Because they looking mighty good. you got to give it to them. Old Broncos are looking good. Russell playing him and his coach is jailing. You know, when there's unity, there's always strength and power. When you're unified and y'all not arguing and bickering and stuff like that. that so uh, Russell's doing his thing. Now, I can't say that. I, ain't, I only think there's no disunity with Gino and them. Gino and them. Gino's just injured, bless his heart. And I don't, I don't, I've got to really check out the Seahawks. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I just know that, uh, you know, we just, 
we lost because we we weren't we weren't you guys were a much better team. I just got to call it what what I call it, and I'm not stuttering or nothing. I'm just speaking truth. That's true. <laughs> you are definitely right, and and I appreciate that. Alberto, I see you in the house. What's going on, Dad? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And I'm posing the question to all my 49er fans out there. Who was the better linebacker in your opinion, whether it's statistical or just who you thought had a better, uh, more impact? Um, Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman? Someone stopped me at the, uh, at the bar, and they said, oh, Patrick Willis, Patrick Willis. I was like, oh, yeah, now statistically he, he was the man. But Bowman, oh, yeah, he's uh, yeah. That's my heart right there. What's going on, Dad? I see you. I I know you're going to say no. <laughs> you already know that. But, um, but Niner, Niner fans, hit me up. Who was it? Patrick Willis, 52, or Navarro Bowman, 53? Who do you think was uh, the better linebacker out of those that dynamic duo there? Um, All right. But uh, just a shout out to you, Aunt Lou, though. I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, my 49ers, we, we looked really, really good on um, the defense. With the addition of Chase Young, oh, my goodness, those two bookends on the left and the right side, quarterbacks are going to be uh, in trouble. We haven't really dealt with a – well, we just had, what, um, Baker Mayfield. I think he's kind of a mobile quarterback. But uh, this Sunday is going to be a, a good test for us. It really is uh, going up against Jalen Hurts and seeing if we can contain, you know, uh, the, the, the running quarterback. Uh, but I, I feel really, really good about my team as long as we can stay healthy. All right, I want to get to the phone lines here because I believe, let's see. Is that just nice? It is. Come on in here and talk to us. All right, well, the Dallas game was was something else, 45 to 10. The Camaros looked like they were just lost the whole game. I mean, it looked even, it's like they forgot to show up. (laughs) But I'm a happy camper. (laughs) Unfortunately, it didn't help our situation because the uh, Eagles won in uh, in the Sunday game, but that didn't help us out. So it's kind of like, well, it was good and bad because you know we need we need them to lose. Mhm. Yeah, we do. Well, I need them to lose. Let's put, let's put it that way. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. And I can go. And I couldn't go for that one either. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Lou, let me ask you this, because the Eagles yes. always seem to find a way to win. They can be down in the first half, look just, you know, anemic, but they can find a way. Yes. Does that, um, how much does that scare you going into the to the rest of the season? Well, I don't know about it scare me, but, you know, I do find it to be, you know, a bit of a problem, because like you said, they always find a way to win. I mean, I thought you know they're going to lose against the Bills last week, but they found a way to sneak it in overtime, and yeah. you know, spoil the good game. Spoil the good game. Well, for me anyway. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought Buffalo was in the Buffalo was in the back for sure, right. but somehow little bro, little brother Kelsey found a way to win. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds so disgusting. Yeah, I refer, I refer to Jason as little brother. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, Lou, what was your thoughts on Dolly Parton's uh, halftime show? Uh, well, you cut. That's it again. What was uh, what was your opinion on Dolly Parton's halftime show? I am a I am some of a Dolly Parton fan, but I thought, well, she's doing a rock album at seventy seven years old. Mm, that's a bit. I think it's a bit too late. I mean, she did give a good performance, 
I'll give you a win of the champions. No, you haven't won since 1994, so I don't know how you can say that. Right. But I guess it was, you know, just in spirit, you know, being there at Thanksgiving and, you know, helping you know, the room off for a win. So, yeah, I get the point with that. You know, maybe uh-huh. it was, you know, like a rallying cry. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. But I'm a big Queen fan myself, too. So, you know, I kind of, you know, give and take. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Anything else on your mind tonight you want to share with us? Well, it's, let's see. Of course, um, you know, the, the Lions, yeah, I think they are cursed. I mean, they haven't won a championship since the dinosaur era ended. So, but, um, you know, you have, you have to give them credit for the season they've had this year so far. Unfortunately, they fell a little bit short. You know, in the Thanksgiving game, I thought maybe they were going to pull it out. You know, they they fell behind early, but they were trying to make a, you know, a, a big effort coming uh, coming back in the second half and then into the fourth quarter, but just a little short. And I was hoping they were going to pull through. Detroit's been yeah. good since they got rid of, you know, since they got rid of Stafford. You know, that, that, yeah. he's been, he tried so hard, you know, to, to be on a winning team, and he couldn't do it. So they sent in mm-hmm. Goff, who wanted who wanted a Super Bowl uh, for the Rams, and now uh, he's you know, he's making uh, headway with uh, Detroit, which mm-hmm. is something we haven't seen in our lifetime. Well, my lifetime, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, not, and I'm not that young either, not anymore. <laughs> I got I'm really you. not. I yeah. Got all but right. I'll tell you one thing though. The, hold on, but the AFC East though, I think is now becoming the AFC least. I mean, all team, all the teams in the division are playing like, well, I'll put this away, like death. I mean, even the Bills who start, who, you know, for decent, you know, in September, October, they have really fallen flat, and this mm-hmm. division is is looking horrible every week. The Jets, well, what do you expect? I mean, you go from one blunder to another. You can't find you can't find a good backup quarterback. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, of course, it's a shame that you know our star star quarterback uh, got got hurt. Then you had to come in with this schlub, who uh, I think it was was waited too long to get benched because he deserved it. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, you go from you know one blooper highlight reel to another. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers should come back. You know, there's only going to be back. Um, well, he's, he's, cle- he's cleared, but not cleared for the be on the field for contact. Even if he did, I think it'd be a mistake at this point in the season because, let's face it, at 4-8, and eight, I really don't see the Jets making the postseason. So it wouldn't make sense for Rodgers to come back this season yeah, at all. Now, if we yeah. were in contention, yeah. If we were 8-4 and four the other way, yeah, I would say there's a possibility. Although I don't think we want to risk it, especially now at his age, because in football years, he's, what, uh, 62 or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if you want to take a chance with it. Now, now remember, you age once every three years. You're in the league in football, so factor that yeah. in. Yeah, and you'll be thinking, forty next week. A lot of people are thinking, yeah, a lot of people are thinking, what kind of a theory is that? Believe me, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole division and the one saw mighty Patriots. Oh boy, what a nose up! This is this is the worst in the post Tom Brady era. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. for so long they got they dominated with Brady and the Gronkinator, who does terrible commercials, by the way. Um, you know, this is this is not the same team. This is not yeah. the same team that won six Super Bowls in a row and thought they would ne- and people thought they'd never lose. They they'd be dominant forever. 
But then mm-hmm. Brady uh, pulled up with Tampa Bay, making them a winner. And the Patriots are looking like, uh, you know, the free Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, the Patriots that, we, that I used to know, like, you know, 2-14 and 14 and whatnot, 3-13, and 13, you know, they were the trashiest team in the NFL. Now, after being on the upswing for a decade, now they're back down to where they used to be. And they're yeah. worse than the Jets. Well, that's the only thing that makes me, that's the only consolation I think that there is, that they are being back to being worse than the Jets. Yeah, that's true. This it's definitely Miami's division to lose. So, and I think they have a very strong yeah. hold on it right now. So, yeah, that's okay. the only that's the only decent team in the AMC least uh, East. Ooh, oh boy, AMC least. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You get a point. All right. Well, um, as always, uh, go ahead and give us your show information again. All right. It's called the AMC is a trash dump. A.K.A. the Enhanced Sports Show. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it is. It is a trash dump. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're on Saturday. It's 4 to 6 Eastern Time. Keep that in mind. It's Eastern Time. That's where we go by. Oh, wait. You're in Atlanta, right? I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. Then it's same time for you. Uh, yep. Number call is 512-434-662. Uh, we'll be discussing the, um, the last uh, six weeks of the season. Um, we'll also take a look at, it's, um, championship week in, uh, college football, so we're going to run down all the games of that, even the ones that are being played on Friday night. Uh, remember, I had no, remember, before, uh, the show, uh, two weeks ago, we didn't know it was going to be in the conference championship, so I did not do, you know, a preview of what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to take a look at what people think of, now this is especially for NBA fans, what is your take with the, uh, so-called, uh, in-season tournament? Some might like it, some might think it's a complete joke. And whatnot, but I'll let I'll let the uh, callers decide on that one. I got yeah. kind of mixed reactions about that. Um, whatever news we can come up with, uh, MLB, we'll take a look maybe at some college sports. We'll also have the uh, ridiculous sign of the week. Um, okay. Best and worst sports moments of November, because we didn't do it last week because of Thanksgiving. And of course, uh, thoughts and comments are always welcome. So if you got time, please call in. Remember, oh. we're only on we're only on three weeks. Um, uh, three weeks this year, the second night to sixteenth, because after that we are on um, holiday sabbatical. All right, I got you. Yeah, and I should be able to check you out in the next com- uh, coming weeks because I'm having time off. So, all right. Well, thank oh, you so much for coming in again, Lou. You take care. Thank you, ladies. Be back. All right. Bye now. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies on LL Sports Two. We'll be getting it in, Tony. <laughs> Shout out to everybody watching on Facebook Live. Don't forget share the show and follow me LL Sports Two TJ TikTok and IG. Frederick, what's going on, my Issa? Thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. Sasha had Roosevelt. I see you in the house. Uh, William says, I respect Dolly Parton. How many 77-year-olds can get out there? That is so true. I loved it. I, I loved When I saw the outfit, I was I was sold. I was, and then she started off with Jolene. I was like, you better go on, Dolly. Let's see. All my 49er fans, I posed the question, who, in your opinion, was the better linebacker or more important to the team, Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman? Sasha says, I believe the Bowman-Willis debate is very difficult because the injury took so much from both. That is so true. With that said, of what we have to grade, I would say Pat, but Pat played when it wasn't much happening outside of him. Bo played well with Pat and the entire team playing well. 
you factor that with his injury, it's just difficult. No, I, and I totally get it. Um, the, the injury to Navarro Bowman shortened his career dramatically. Um, and then even, you know, with Patrick Willis, uh, his toe injury kind of cut his career short. Um, so as far as Ebony, but I guess just the impact of when they were able to play. Um, I know, like I said, a lot of people say statistically that Patrick Willis was, you know, the the man on on our defense. But I think, you know, if there were no Bowman, there would be no Patrick Willis. So um, that's just my personal opinion. But, you know, I just love Mr. Bowman. I just think he was the heart and soul of that defense. But y'all hear I want to know. I want to know your thoughts, though. All right. C. Green, thank you so much. Frank, thank you so much for tuning in. Frederick says, Eagles going down Sunday, no doubt in my mind at all, ladies. Ah! We're going to talk about that, okay? All right, ladies. Um, so let's see. Was that all? Uh, 49ers, Seahawks. Um. Okay. Now, before you move on, because you didn't give me a chance to um, give you my opinion on this game, um, okay. I do want to – I just want to say one thing. Um, well, actually, two things. Number one, I know you guys are going to win. I wasn't worried about that. But what did disappoint me is, but one of the reasons why I love to watch your division is because it does not matter how horrible um, the team is playing throughout the year. You guys play each other super hard. Yes. You play each other. Those are always some enjoyable games, especially yes. when you are uh, when you guys are playing the Seahawks and the Rams. You guys play each other hard, and I love it. I was yes. very disappointed because I felt like the Seahawks didn't show up this time. Um, but for you, you should actually be super excited because you have your team has literally beat every team in the division so far. So you guys are riding high right now in that division. Yeah, I am very pleased with the um, production that my 49ers have been playing with. I'm very pleased how they look. Um, they look very focused. Coming off of that three-game losing skid, um, injuries, you know, seem to be at a minimal. But we have been, you know, we lost Hufunga for the year. Uh, I think we just lost another uh, somebody in our secondary. Uh, not for the year, but it's kind of banged up. I see we, we picked up two two defensive players um, this past week um, on, on the practice squad. Um, so barring injuries, that <clears throat> I, I feel good in the words of, uh, who is that, Stephanie Mills? I feel good all over. Yes, indeed. But uh, we still see six games left. And um, hmm, special team, oh, we also special team player. Okay. Thank you, Shasha. Nita Niner, what's going on with you? Vicki Green, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Um, and uh, don't forget, pet peeves, too. I want to know what your uh, pet peeves are in sports. Everybody on the timeline, hit me up on that. Uh, but, yes, the, uh, my Niners are, are looking very good. But the game of the week, which is coming up this week, we will definitely um, get to that. I just want to get through these um, uh, these scores here real quick because uh, we are going to dive into Eagles-Niners coming up on Sunday. Um, all right, so we had the first Black Friday game. Ladies, just give me your thoughts on, on the Black Friday game. One, did you watch it? Uh, a. Lou, Janelle, and, and Timeline, did y'all watch the Black Friday game? I watched it, but I didn't watch it when it was on. I was busy. Okay. Uh, and, and Lou, did you catch the Black Friday game? <clears throat> I think you're on mute. 
Hello? Okay. Miss Lucinda. I see her. She's still there. Okay, well, she'll come in when she can. McCaffrey will be the killer. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't even know if it's going to be McCaffrey, Frederick, because I think they're going to be expecting him. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, I did watch Let me say this. It was on. Now, mind you, at the beginning of the season, you know, when the schedule came out, we thought this was going to be a really good matchup because we thought Aaron Rodgers was, was going to be the quarterback. So take that away, and, you know, the, the allure and the luster of, of the Black Friday game was already kind of missing. Well, not kind of, it was missing its, its lure. Um, I just don't know how I feel about a game on Black Friday. Do we really need a game, a, a football game on Black Friday? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how I... I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, So now going forward, you know, we probably will continue to have a game played on Friday. If the competition is better, yeah, of course, it's going to make for for a better uh, watch. But I just don't know if if we need a game on Black Friday. I just think the NFL is doing too much. Uh, But the Dolphins, they beat them down 34-13. Miami leads the NFL in total yards per game and passing yards per game. They are second in the NFL in rushing yards per game. All right. And the Jets, poor Jets, they have scored. That is the fewest in the NFL. So um, Jets, man, just uh, they can go. I don't know what they can do to be put out of their misery. All right. Then we had the Sunday games. We got the Steelers and the Bengals. I cannot Janelle, you and Terry, I can't believe y'all forgot that Burrow is out. He is out for the season. There is no more, no more Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm trying to rhyme. Anyway, uh, ma'am, when I say I, when I say it slipped my mind, I promise you that was the least thing on my mind. And even after I had been reading some stuff and trying to make a decision, I promise you, I still did not remember that. Him and uh, Deshaun Watson, I forgot, was out. I'm like, okay, what is going on with you, Janelle? I don't know, but. Hmm. Yeah, it was still a toss-up for me, though, the Bengals and the Steelers, because, again, divisional matchup. They always play each other tough. So even without a Joe Burrow, you know, it's out that the Steelers, because, you know, their offense has been pretty anemic. Um, defense shows up, but they, they've had a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, too, and during games. It seems like they always lose a key player, the Steelers do, during the game. So it was still a toss-up for me, and plus the Bengals were at home. But I'm glad I did go with the Steelers. Um, but for once, well, I should say, yeah, for once, uh, the Steelers' offense, they had the bingo, Bengals. Do you know the last time that the Steelers' offense racked up more than 400 yards? What year that was? I'm going to take a guess. Um, let's say in the early 2000s. Oh, no, not that long ago. Ain't been that bad that long. No, it was week <laughs> week two of 2020. So they have it. It's been three, what, three seasons now, though, going into the third season. 400-plus total yards. This was their first game. So that was the last game that Ben Roethlisberger uh, I'm sorry, the last season, Ben Roethlisberger was there. My thing had- is I'm just happy that they have not folded and been flushed down the toilet because I promise you, I thought after being loved, they was going to struggle for years and years without winning a game. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Mike Tomlin. That just goes to his, his fortitude there. 
Um, but still, as they sit at seven and four, another winning, you know, barring any any you know any catastrophic injuries or anything. Um, um, but yeah, they are seventy four, so still on that track for a winning record. The Steelers' defense ranks top five in points per game allowed, eighteen point six. That's fifth. And takeaways, um, they have twenty. That's tied fourth most in the NFL. And for the Bengals, they are the first team to play in an AFC championship game and then be below five hundred through eleven games of the following season since the Jaguars uh, started three and eight in two thousand and eighteen. So. Again, just when you when you watch, you know, no more Burrow. Um, they will not be, and he won't be returning. Um, yeah, just you just hate to see it because you want you want him to not be winning, not because of, of injury. Um, Texans and the Jaguars. Texans let me down. Uh, oh my goodness, this was a battle for the AFC title. Uh, not title, but uh, who could be the leader for the for the AFC South? Um, Jaguars would have had a one-game lead on the Texans, but if the Texans would have, if they would have won and then had a better record at the end, they would have had both wins over the Jaguars. And the Texans beat them down in the first time. It was 37-17. So that's why I was thinking that, you know, Texans at home now too. But, yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars had something to say about that. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 23 of 39, 364 yards, a touchdown and interception. Um, C.J. Stroud still had a pretty good game, 26 of 36, 304 yards, two touchdowns. He had 47 yards off of six rushes and a touchdown. But the Jaguars are now 15-5 and five over their last 20 games since week nine of 2022. That's fifth best win-loss in the NFL. And for Houston, their kicker, Matt Amendola, uh, he missed a 58-yard field goal with 34 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, and now he's going to be missing the remainder of the season because the uh, Houston Texans let him go. Now, I don't know if you can let the man go because he missed a 58-yarder. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Janelle? I, I think that smart. was, yeah, that, that it would have been one thing if we were talking about, um, you know, he had been within 25 yards or 30 yards, 40 yards. But uh, it, you, we talk about this all the time. When it gets beyond a certain point, those kicks become more and more difficult because you have to take everything into consideration, the win, uh, you know, um, especially with some of these games that we watched. Um, as a matter of fact, one game I watched earlier today, um, some of these uh, special teams people have gotten so good that they're literally getting at these kickers so quick. So, some, you know, the the the, um, the ball is getting blocked. So you can't sit that yard. That's, that's a lot. I don't know who made that decision, but that that's a lot to have to let somebody go over because 58 yards is not an easy way. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, maybe it's because Houston hasn't had to depend on the kicker much this season, but for one game, um, that, that that's, I don't know, that's kind of harsh there. And it and it was just short. You know, if it would have been 57, it would have went through because it, um, it hit the bottom of the goalpost. So it was like a, a doink uh, miss. Um, and it just happened to fall outside versus, you know, falling inside the, the upright. But, yeah, I think that's a little little harsh there, Houston. And, you know, the offense could have gotten a few more yards if better play calling. So to, to have uh, Amendola be the scapegoat there, mm, not too much of a good look. I didn't like that. All right, 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Uh, Aunt Lou, are, are you with us? Um, 
I'm just now. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, you there. I, I, um, I had gotten a call, but I handled that. Uh, I um, think that uh, they should not have filed, fired that, that uh, kicker. Why did they do that? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. 58 yards, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. So, I mean, I know they have one job, but come on now, 58, that's, that's asking a lot. Uh, but we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see how that how that fares for them in the remaining uh, remaining six games. But yeah, that doggone is Houston to let me down. Let them off the hook. But Jaguars, they're now eight and three. Uh, but Texans six and five, so still still um, you know formidable in that division. All right, then we have the Bucks and the Colts. Bucks fell twenty to twenty seven. Um, the Colts have sixteen consecutive games with a takeaway. That's the longest active streak in the NFL. And um, bad news, though, for the Colts, their running back, Jonathan Taylor, he had surgery today for his thumb, and they're saying that he will likely miss a couple of weeks. But it turned out to not be a season-ending injury, which they were fearing uh, when he was first uh, initially hurt during the game. And now the Bucks, they have lost six of their last seven games after entering their week five by at three and one. All right. Uh, the Battle of the Bads, man, how the, how the mighty have fallen. Y'all remember these two teams back in the day, the Patriots and the Giants. These are former, former Super Bowl rivals, and now they can't even score over 10 points. What you say? What is going on? Patriots 7, Giants 10. Uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to say on that, uh, on that game. Any, any, any comments, y'all, because I, I can't waste any more time. The Giants. Um, Okay, I heard that first. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, didn't the Giants? The Giants lost, didn't they? No, they won ten to seven. They, they win. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> just the scoring is just so bad. Even and I ain't even talking about the Ravens, but the Ravens didn't do as good as I thought they would. Well, let me just go. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Go on, Janelle. Um. What I will say is that I'm going to continue to say this until somebody actually listens and does it. Bill Belichick, as a coach, is phenomenal. The man, his skills are undeniable. As a GM, if they don't fire him and bring somebody in there who can actually get some people in there to help him, because they, right now the Patriots have no – when they lose, nobody is shocked. It's when they win that everybody is stunned. Right, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. They need to they they need some help. They need to get somebody in there who can actually do something for them because he is not he, clearly he he had I feel like right now he has um, Jerry Jones syndrome or something. I don't know what's going on, but I know that I know they need to fix the problem because to see the Patriots like this. I mean, we yeah. know when Tom Brady left that, you know, it was going to take them a minute to get acclimated, but Brady's been gone for a minute. Y'all need to get it together because exactly. the Patriots is one of those teams. And you are completely right. When when Tom Brady and Eli Manning used to play against each other, man, that was something to see. We used to love that. That was that was a, a battle for the ages. This foolishness that we they got us watching now, I, I just, I, I can't with them. I, I, I just can't. Yeah, and there's no, it's like there's nothing on the horizon. Uh, and this, this this back and forth, the teetering between the quarterback, Mac Jones, and um, Zappi, uh, you know, just it's the battle of the bads at this point. You're going to have to pick one, though, uh, um, Belichick. 
You can't keep going back and forth in, in these games. Um, but the talent just isn't there. And who would have thought that they would just be um, – that the Patriots would be this bad, though, and like you said, for this long. Um, Matt and Jones, then to see what – I don't know if you've, if you've ever paid attention, but to see uh, Bill Belichick's reactions on the um, – when some of plays happen, that he, he, I'm like, dude, how did you not know that that was going to happen? You, I'm telling you, it is just a sad sight to see. Yeah, and honestly, Danielle, when I watch, I, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, the the Patriots, they they are in the corner somewhere at the bar, and I, I really don't pay attention. But you're right. When I do see where the camera pans uh, detach, this is the first season I I think that. When you look at Bill Belichick, he just looks detached from from the team. He sits there and he's like, oh, you know, he'll 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 hang his head or he'll be like, oh goodness. And like you said, it's like, what did you expect? I mean, what are y'all doing in practice? That's what I want to know because it can't be too much better than what we're seeing it on the field. So you have to know right. going in that it's just going to be a waste of everybody's time. Fifty minutes is a waste of time. Go ahead and just. Uh, you, you talking about the? Are you talking about the the, the, the uh, NFL uh, champion? I mean, Super Bowl winners. Yeah, the six time uh, six time NBA. Uh, I'm sorry, NFL champions, New England Patriots. But they, you know, right now oh. they like the Cowboys. That was back then. Okay. Got they it. have nothing lately. Mhm. So, um, but yeah, they, they. It's just sad to watch. It, it, it really is, and it's getting worse. Worse by the week. Uh, I just, I'm thankful that my brother is very realistic and, you know, he has absolutely no expectations. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Misty, thank you so much for tuning in. Oscar, I see you. Willie, Willie Grant and Terry Wilson, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Don't forget to share the show, y'all, and follow. Follow me, LL Sports 2 TJ, TikTok and IG. All right, so let's see, Panthers and the Titans. Panthers fell to the Titans 10-17. This was a really low-scoring game, though. Um, but for Tennessee, Will Levis, um, he remains undefeated at home in uh, Nissan Stadium. He's 2-0, and but he's 0-3 on the road in his career. And for the uh, Panthers, um, poor Bryce Young, 18-31, 194 yards. I mean, they, they are um, – their offense – the whole team is just anemic. It really is. But it's, it's so bad. They're 1-10. I understand that. But bad enough to fire the coach mid – I know we're not mid-season, a little bit past mid-season, but the Panthers, they fired head coach Frank Reich after a 1-10 start. His first season with the team, a pretty much a rookie uh, rookie team. So, of course, they have a rookie quarterback. I can't name anybody on the, the Panthers team, offense or defense, uh, which is pretty sad. Uh, but then – they named their interim coach, Chris Tabor. He was on the offensive side of the ball. And then he promptly fired quarterback coach Josh McCown and assistant head coach, running back coach, Duke Staley. So they are cleaning house. Uh, ladies, and this is – The problem again, is not – Well, let me just say this. Pro- okay, hold on, Jeff. So they fire him after a 1-10 start, and they just fired Matt Rule after only two seasons. So – what is going on in Carolina? Go ahead, Janelle. The problem is the owner. That's this is one of the the the, the owner uh, coach situations that ticks me off because of the fact that their owner 
spent years um, as a partial owner with um, with the Steelers, and he <clears> should know he that that he should by now he should have a um, an inkling of what it takes in order to um, win a game, and he should he should be able to put something together better than what he's been doing because mm-hmm. number one he he always jumps the gun. He uh, you can. I understand one in ten is horrible. That is wretched. Let's just be real. Um, but your, your previous, um, and even the the coach that they had before that, um, he let go too soon. He he, and that coach actually had was making positive changes. So I just, I, I think the biggest part of this is that he he needs he's another one who needs some help. Clearly, you don't have a clue what you're doing. You didn't pay attention to anything that was going on when you was in Pittsburgh. I, I just don't understand. He needs to knock this off. If you know, he needs to do a better vetting process than what he's been doing. Um, and, and them cleaning house right now, I, I promise you, it's not going to make a difference. They number one, they need their GM needs to um, do better with bringing talent in there. I feel so bad for Bryce Young because they're going to make him the fall guy behind this when he's not the problem. The problem was the atmosphere that he went into. Um, Bryce Young was, when I tell you that this, this he needs, um, he, he should have landed in a better situation. He really should have. I was yeah. hoping that, um, that I don't want this to be a situation where because he landed where he landed, this is going to um, deter his growth. Because we talk about it all the time. When, when you have a talent and you don't have the proper coaching around them, it becomes it becomes a problem um, and stagnates, uh, stagnates their growth. And I don't want this to be the situation for Bryce because he actually is a fantastic quarterback. It's just that, his, like you said, his team sucks. The offensive line always got him running or on his back mm-hmm. because they can't protect him. The defense is not doing anything to to uh, keep the other side from putting points on the board. It, the whole team just needs to be – they need some help, period. Uh, oh, I, ain't Lou, any thoughts on Carolina firing the coach? No, Shasha, I mentioned she said they could have elevated Wilkes instead of going outside the house, but I thank them for CLC. You already know. Yes, indeed. Thank you for Christian McCaffrey. But this is the thing. So you had Steve Wilkes. So they had Matt Rule. They let him go. They interim coach Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes came in and won, I think, like five games toward the end of the season. Now, yes. no, take it to the playoffs. But, I mean, they were horrible before Steve Wilkes came in. But he, but at least he, he had a spark of energy, and the team seemed to relate to him. Then you let Steve Wilkes go for Frank Wright. Okay, what do you think they're going to do? If, if Steve Wilkes could get the team to win five games with nothing, you bring in Bryce Young, what do you think they could have done? At least it seems like he could have mobilized the team um, and, and made a little something out of nothing if he did that without Bryce Young. But, no, you go ahead and you get rid of Steve Wilkes, you bring in Frank Wright, and now you let him go after 10 games. Now, I can understand when you don't see move, uh, growth or you don't see improvement maybe. So over these one, one to ten, uh, over the 10 losses, you know, maybe, the, maybe Bryce's um, his production isn't elevating or the team chemistry isn't gelling like you would have liked. You have a brand-new coaching staff. And you have a fairly young team with no 
You got rid of DJ Moore. You sent him to, to the Bears. Again, I don't know anybody of, of high-profile name on the Carolina Panthers, offense or defense. So what do you expect? I, um, yeah, this GM. And they don't have any trading capital, so they're not going to be able to fix this. No, because you, you traded um, away for um, the Bears. Now the Bears have the the Panthers' first round and the fourth, uh, the first and the fourth round uh, overall pick next season. So it's like, and then you want to get on the podium and you want to say, uh, well, a lot of people say, you know, that I don't have patience. Well, uh, if you ask, you know, people outside of my football world, I have a lot of patience. You know, I have people that I've been with for twenty years. But guess what? We're talking about the football football world right now. And your patience level is nil, nil, zero to none, none. And if you cannot so have a bad bringing up C.J. Stroud, it's like, why are you talking about him? That's not your, that's not your quarterback. Your quarterback is Bryce Young. What are you doing? Yeah, it's, and I hate that too, because let's be real. Do we really think that C.J. Stroud would be who he is in Texas and in, in Houston? Would he be the same in Carolina? I don't no, think so. Because, no, exactly. I agree. It's apples and oranges. Would Bryce Young be uh, more successful in Houston? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. If I, I, be- I believe that because the coaching staff is different. Okay. See, I mean, I and would that, like- And they, they literally, in Houston, they literally are trying to give him everything he needs to succeed. That's not happening yeah. with, with the Panthers. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's hard when you try to compare. So for all those people who said, you know, that uh, Houston, you know, uh, Bryce should have went to Houston, and we, we don't know. We would, we would like to think that he would probably be better off. Um, and I know I'm pretty sure C.J. Stroud would, would be struggling. But then again, that's a brand-new uh, coaching staff, a brand-new team. Um, yes, they put people around C.J. Stroud, but did they put the right people around Stroud? Like, well, I guess what I'm saying is, would that team with a Bryce Young, just insert Bryce Young, Bryce Young, and would they still be winning? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but but to, to try to compare Bryce Young with C.J. Stroud's success, I think it's totally unfair um, because you're dealing with two, you know, just two totally different um, organizations and the structure. And don't get me wrong, because I was I was not too confident in the Houston Texans being successful, especially not this soon. Um, but again, I think it goes to just the the uh, coaching staff of of Nico Ryan and uh, probably his, um, you know, him wanting to do well for Houston. Um, but again. You know, you you went through two, pretty much three coaches in three seasons, and if you expect to be successful that way, um, keep on keep on thinking. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, so I, real quick, I want to get through the rest of these because coming out of the break, we got to talk about uh, I think it's the game of the week uh, last week, and I just I still don't know how they managed to pull it off. Um, the Rams, they beat down the Cardinals 37-14. to 14. Um, For the Rams, they're running back Kyron Williams and their wide receiver Puka Nakua. Um, they are on pace to become the fifth teammate duo age 23 or younger to average 85-plus uh, scrimmage yards in a season. 
Uh, Browns fell to the Broncos, 29 to 12. The Broncos, that is their fifth straight win. Broncos are six and five. Okay, talk about a turnaround in Denver. Um, they, they look really good. I, I must admit, I have a question for you ladies uh, coming coming out of the break as well. Chiefs took care of business with the Raiders, beating them 31-17. I think they were just playing uh, yo-yo, playing. They were just playing with these with these boys. They were down in what the first half, and then the Chiefs just came roaring back. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's averaging the fewest pass yards per game, though, and has the lowest passer rating of his career since becoming the Chiefs starter in 2018. His highest percentage um, this year has been 68.1. So they have been managing to win beside, you know, in spite of that. And for the Raiders, they let go of uh, cornerback Marcus Peters um, after that game. And let's see, Sunday night, Ravens and Chargers. Chargers, um, you know, they put up a good fight, but they are just too talented to continue to, to fall the way that they have. But shout out to the Ravens. You know, they, they are a good team. Uh, for Lamar Jackson, he is the fastest quarterback to 5,000 rushing yards. He did it in 82 games. I mean, he he beat out Michael Vick. Um, Snell, do you know how many games it took Vick to get to 5,000 rushing yards? Um, I know it was over 100. I can't remember. I can't remember. I want to say it was like maybe 103 or. Very, very, very good. Very close. 104. Yeah. 104. So Lamar Jackson has done it in 82 games. He has reached 5,000. But mind you, before this season, he was the offense. So, what you know, I guess we can't really be too surprised because uh, he he was the only thing that the, that the Ravens could hang their hat on before they finally got him some weapons this season. Um, but yeah, Chargers they just. Uh, but uh, hey, Luke, you had mentioned the Ravens a little bit ago. Any? Any comments you want to have on this game? Yeah, that's Daniel's team. Team, but uh, I wasn't that impressed with them playing like that. Uh, uh, you know, just think that they, if they're going to be a top-notch team, they could be a little bit better. Because it was, there was times where the game was exciting, and there was times when it was kind of boring. Mhm. Okay. That's all. Well, was it better? Was it more entertaining than the Monday Night Football game? The Bears and the Vikings, 12 to 10. Oh, that was, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, how the mighty have fallen. Joshua Dobbs had proved on national TV why he's been on five or six different teams. He looked absolutely horrible. Four interceptions, or four turnovers, I should say. And it was just like back to back to back. I'm like, Josh, do you need some glasses? Do you see the, do, do you see that the other team is wearing different colors? And some of the the... Like that one he had where it's just, just take the sack. Take the sack, Josh. I cannot stand when quarterbacks throw the ball up. Like, you just think somebody miraculously is going to come and, and, and jump over everybody else and come and grab the ball that you willy-nilly just threw away? I mean, Josh, that that, that was absolutely horrible. Um, the Bears were the first team this season, though, to win without scoring a touchdown. That was hard to watch. It, it really was. Um, Justin Fields has no emotion. Uh, he was turning the ball over. He was fumbling. He he was reminiscent of, of Lamar Jackson, just, uh, you know, running with the ball loosey-goosey, and, and the team was able to get it out. But uh, no emotion. No, but uh, then again, he had no emotion when they won, too. So I don't know. Uh, but it did end the losing streak in the divisional games for the uh, Chicago Bears. 
it now ends at 12. They had lost 12 division games straight active run. Um, but, yeah, um, that was pretty painful to watch, ladies. Do you agree? Uh, I wouldn't know because I didn't watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't miss I, I knew oh, I was watching that game. I, I knew I was watching that game. I, the thing about it is, though, I thought that the Vikings was going to win. Uh, yeah. I'm I am very disappointed, and I don't know what's going on with them either. Yeah, uh, it's the quarterback, the inconsistency. Because Joshua Dobbs, he looked he looked excellent first first couple games in Minnesota. He might uh, it seems the more he learns the playbook, the worse he gets. So they might want to hide the playbook from him. I don't know, and him just throwing plays. <laughs> uh, he is not looking good. But on that note, I tell you what, ladies. We're going to go put a quick pin in it so that we can jump to our break. And then on the outside of that, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. But right now, it is roll call time. Nell, are you with me? Ma'am, I am. Hey, Lou, what say you? I say I'm here today. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> a thing like that took a lot. Well, all right. Well, you know what? We're going to let her get ready for them lyrics. That's what we're going to do. It is the triple threat in the house. It is Janelle, A. Lou, and T.J. We'll be right back after this.
Oh, it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with PJ. Oh, yes, they do. Little Harlan knows for you. I hope they get this together because we, we, you know, they probably still have some music to make. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Health sports, too. Like I said, talk on the wall. It is time for the baddest in the land. That's bad. It's time to lose the Good evening, LL Sports Tip. I have NFL news for you. Two of our teams stood their ground, and one received a beatdown. The Falcons defeated the Saints 24-15, to coming off a bye of relaxing. They were hoping to snap a three-game losing streak and their chances to win was far from bleak. Although they led the entire game, Ritter had two interceptions. What a shame. His stats were low compared to Carr. Congratulations, Atlanta, for raising the bar when I didn't vote for you. Those 49ers humiliated my Seahawks 31-13. to they made us gobble on the scene. Gobble, gobble. Gino was sacked six times at home and was denied the winning turkey bone. Against the 49ers, this was their fourth straight loss. The 49ers proved that they were the boss. Would it have made a difference if Wilson was there? Yes, because that game was a nightmare. Two upsets. The Vikings and the Lions lost, whereas the Broncos showed that they should not be crossed. I'm looking forward to week 13, wondering who will reign supreme. (laughs) What? All right now, awesome job, awesome job. And you weren't, uh, you weren't too bad on those those uh, Seahawks there. I, I like that though. You said uh, with the Falcons winning, and we didn't pick them. Uh, had I known Ludacris, Ti, and then the whole uh, uh, rap city of Atlanta was gonna be at the game, I would have picked the Falcons. All that hype and, and entertainment, no wonder they won. You know oh, what I'm saying? But we'll get <laughs> No, let's not let's not put it on let's not put it on that. Let's let's give uh respect where it's due. Jesse Bates won that game for us. Let's not even front yeah. that boy was when I tell you that boy was everywhere. He was every that and I was so excited because I was worried because you know, after we lost um Grady Jarrett for the season, I'm like, Okay, um, AJ Terrell, he he he's good, but he is not a Grady Jarrett, and he be sometimes he sometimes he good, sometimes he bad. So I was happy to see somebody step up. When I tell you, I've never been more excited to see a, a, a pick return for six in my life. Jesse Bates won that game for us because leaving it to Ritter, we was gonna be sitting in the trash can where we be in all season. Let's just be clear. 
Yeah, that pick six, that that was everything. I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw that, I was like, okay, I do believe that the Saints are in trouble. Um, and Derek Carr <laughs> is not for the Saints. He really isn't. And, you know, they have Jameis Winston sitting behind him. Um, the, right. the Saints really need to rethink this quarterback room. Um I don't know if they I don't know if they have enough picks to try to jump up in the draft next year, but Derek Carr I, and I hate it too because I was really hoping he was going to get a resurgence, being you know in a new place, having you know just people who wanted him you know in in, in the organization, but uh, Derek Carr is not the answer, and it, it's just it, it, it's um. But shout out to the Falcons though they beat the Saints twenty four fifteen, and I don't even think it was a game really. I think the score is a little closer than um. Because the Falcons, they they had this game from the get go. That defense was everywhere on um, everywhere, everywhere yes. on the Saints. And like like you said, Ritter it seemed like he was trying to get the game away sometimes, but uh, but that defense they they held tight. Um, I don't know, but now they sit at the top of the division, both five or six losing record. Uh, so there's gonna be one of them, one of them uh, division well, winners. I can't wait to you. Uh, I can't wait till you get to this question because I promise you, you already know what I'm going to say my pet peeve is. Okay. So we're going to get to it. But let's get to the game of the week right now, the Bills, the Eagles. The Eagles are always finding a way to win. That is what is really getting on my nerves. Uh, they were down <laughs> heading into halftime. Um, you know, they just – the first two plays, though, first play for the Eagles, on offense and the first play for the Bills uh, on offense, it showed it was going to be a defensive game because those defenses came and shut them down. It was three and out, uh, first first two outings for both teams. But then, you know, the Bills, they were they were just thinking like they were clicking and everything, but then they, they let them off the hook, and the Eagles came roaring back. Um, and when, when Josh Allen missed uh, Dixon, whatever his name is, in the corner, I knew the game was over. But how do you make a 59-yard field goal in the rain? In the rain. In the rain. I'm not talking about rain. The the screen was literally gray. That's how much rain it was. And those fans were just out there. Shout out to the Eagles fans. I got to give you credit because I ain't going to be out there in that rain like that. 59 yards, though, in the rain. And there was nothing wrong. Snap. Great. Hold. Great. Right down the middle. Wasn't short. Didn't. 59 yards. I mean, the Eagles are really getting on my nerves. They really are. Because <laughs> the Bills should have had that game. Um, when Josh Allen ran the touchdown in, and then that last touchdown that they got, and uh, should have known because, oh, boy, did the little eagle fly, eagle fly. So go sit down now. You're going to fly yourself away. And now, you know, he probably, he probably should have used them on to fly himself back to, uh, to Buffalo. But the Eagles are 5-0 and when trailing at halftime in 2023. Um, Hurts is his 14 straight wins over teams with winning records. That's he's the first quarterback in NFL history with 10 plus rushing touchdowns in three straight seasons as well. Uh, but again, this is what really uh, is irritating to me because find a way to win. Um, Josh Allen, his eighth That's consecutive what game. Teams do. That's what I'm saying. What, what, what can you do? Um, and I think it just goes to the testament, you know, their record, they're 10-1. Um, you can't take nothing away. To me, that is the formula. That's the recipe for a championship team, when you can find when you can dig deep, when it looks the bleakest, but you can always find a way to win. Um, 
Jason Kelsey, two false starts back to back at home, and you still find a way. To That's play. yeah. And the thing about it is, though, Kelsey is one of their uh, strongest uh, on the offensive line. He's never he never does stuff like that. So for him to do it back to back was crazy. Yeah. Um, and he even he even said that you know he he loves the, the Philly fans, but they were loud. He said, you know, that he wished that they had went to a silent count. How do your fans get you get you off your your marker there, Jason Kelsey? I guess that's really loud. But uh, but again, you know, just, just finding a way to win. But the Bills let me down, though. They really let me down because I needed them to win this game. Uh, but it's okay. It's okay. We will be coming into um, uh, what is it, FedEx Field, wherever where, wherever the Eagles play um, on Sunday. Uh, it is game of the week, four thirty-five or four twenty-five. I'm sorry. Um, what my hope is is that you guys can get off to a running start um, and and be up on them early. Um, the uh-huh. difference between, and this is something that I had an argument with somebody about today, the difference between, you know, because everybody likes to talk about um, how how uh, Purdy has a losing record when he when they don't, when you guys Behind. don't start off. The game. Yeah, when you guys start off behind, he has a losing record. No, no, no. There's a difference. If he can, and the Eagles is just the opposite. Like you said, they they um are five and zero when they when they are behind or I'm um, starting the game. But here's the difference: the Eagles haven't come up come up, come up against that defense that you guys have. That's going to be the difference. So if if Party can do his thing and get you guys over. Um, at the beginning of the game, I have no doubt that you guys are going to win this game because there there is no way that um, that the Eagles are, are going to be able to um, sit, withstand their defense. That the Bills did uh, the Bills did okay, um, but the Bills defense is not that Forty Nine er defense. That's I, I don't care what anybody says. That is true. Um, you know, one thing I pride myself on, as do you, Janelle. We are very realistic fans, and yeah. That is what everyone is saying. You know, the 49ers, if they can get up, you know, if they can get out to a, to a quick lead, um, the what the Eagles can't do is think that they can get down and then come back on that 49ers, that team, that defense. I said the same thing about Kansas City. If people remember, the Chiefs were playing from behind the whole playoff season. They came back they from behind. playing from okay. behind. And I said that, you know, everybody was saying, okay, they cannot do that against the 49ers. And sure enough, we got up on them, and then what happened? We let our foot off the game. So I say that to say, um, we will have to play 49er football for 60 minutes. Do I think we can do it? I absolutely do. But I'm going to be real. I don't know if I would rather win this game I, I strongly feel that it's going to be the Niners and the Eagles standing tall at the end. And you can never project, you know, that's why I need for the Eagles to lose because it would be nice for us to get that number one spot. But neither here nor, either nor there because we're a very good road team. So sometimes in the back of my mind I'm like, okay, I want a good game. I definitely want a good game. Um, but if we happen to falter in this one, as long as it's good, I'd be okay because what I want is that NFC championship game. And this leads me into my pet peeve. 
This is not a rematch. This is not a revenge game. This is not whatever they want to call it. When whoever wins this game, they are not going to the Super Bowl. So stop it. ESPN, independent, all these people. This is not a revenge game. Sure enough, do we want to win? Do we have salt in our wounds? Are we uh, probably foaming at the mouth right about now? Of course we are because we were robbed. I don't care what nobody says, but I do believe we would have won that NFC championship game, but we'll never know. So I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. However, for those Eagles fans and whoever, you know, true enough, yeah, you took our quarterback out. That's one way of thinking about it because a lot of people say, well, you know, we didn't have a quarterback. Well, the Eagles fans, they look at it like we took the quarterback. Okay, you did. So we're going to line up again and see what happens. But the outcome is not going to be the same. That is a pet peeve of mine. Just like the, the Chiefs and Eagles. Oh, rematch the Super Bowl. Ain't nobody winning no trophy after that game. Stop it. That's my pet peeve. Okay, Janelle, go ahead. What's yours? My pet peeve. I, I have I have a couple, but you, but this is the one that gets me. And we have to go through this every year. I understand the way that they have things set up. Okay, I, I get it. But doggone it. All this, this team is in the hunt, and they four and eight, and this team is in the hunt, and you know uh, we going to uh, playoffs, and why, why, why are we going to the dog? And and to do that so soon in the season is what really ticked me off. Stop putting up playoff pictures, and we ain't even uh, three fourths of the way through the season yet. Can you just knock it off and stop talking about the dog on? NFC South because all of them going to be at home watching the Super Bowl with everybody else. I'm so sick of it. Every year we got to have this conversation, and you know how unfair I think it is for people to, for teams to make it to to the playoffs when they don't have a, a, a winning season. You know, send somebody yeah. to the to the to the Super Bowl, I mean, to the uh, playoffs, and they seven and nine or, or six and that's not fair. I don't like it. I can't stand it. I understand why they do it. I just don't like it. And doggone it, if I see one more playoff picture and my team is sitting up there with the doggone um, Eagles, and I'll kill somebody. I promise you. I'm not playing. I'm sick of looking at that. I'm sick of it. I well, told I'm not from the beginning. Jail, of the girl. I'm not getting you out of jail. I told, I, yes, ma'am, I, I know, I'm, I'm going to put some act right on, I promise. But I, that is the biggest pet peeve of mine. I told y'all from the beginning of the season. Now, I do get um, the young man who spoke earlier thinking that his division is the worst. No, 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 no. AFC, nothing. The the NFC South is the bottom of the barrel. You understand me? We are literally scraping the crud off the bottom of the barrel. That's what we are right now. Don't get me wrong, because you know how much I love my Falcons. I will love my Falcons to the day I die. I can promise you that I will never choose another team over my Falcons. But doggone it, we ain't going to playoffs. And if we do go to playoffs, we're going home first round. Stop talking about it. We already know who's going to end up in the AFC championship and the NFC championship and who's going to, hopefully, who's going to um, to the Super Bowl. But I can promise you one thing. It won't be no doggone Falcons. Just stop it. Oh, Lord. I love it, Janelle. Okay, now you said you had a couple, but let, let me get A. Lou here real quick. A. Lou, what is your pet peeve in sports? Do you have one? And y'all hit us up on the timeline. What's your pet peeve in sports? Go ahead. That my pet peeve uh, for um, the game, when they when they be calling, sometimes when they 
they call too much sometimes, these referees. They call. They, when they make bad calls, it could be detrimental to the other team. You know what I mean? But sometimes they need to let, let some things go. I got That's you. my pet peeve. Okay. I got you. I got you. Now, TJ, I'm going I'm I'm to say this. Okay. Uh, I want to know who does the schedule, the TV schedule for these games. Because my other pet peeve is stop putting these trash games on when somebody could actually want to watch it. You you got the the first night that we watching um the first night the first day that we watching football on the on Doug on uh, Black Friday a game that you know don't nobody want to watch that trash. Why are you putting um why why are you putting a dog on game like um. The, the Vikings and the Bears on a Monday night. Dude, somebody want to see that trash. Come on, come on. Somebody got to do better. I can't with this. I cannot do well, it. So, and thank God for the flex schedule. The, the, the schedule comes out in April. Now, you mind you, they work on this for three, four months diligently. And you have to know that they are projecting certain players to be in the lineup when they make these schedules. I.e., we were supposed Dude. to see Rodgers versus Tuatago Loa. We okay, were supposed fine. to see Taylor Ramsey go up against everybody. You know, Sauce Gardner go up against Tua on Black Friday. Monday night. Okay, we tell, me, right, tell me who on Monday night. Because the Bears have been trash for years. Tell me who. Tell me who we was watching on Monday night. Who was we going to watch? Game, but it's still a divisional game, though. You know, divisional games always, they always look at, look at Lions and Packers. We thought that the Lions were going to win because of the season that they were having, but divisional matchups can be different. So the Bears, you know, they're always good games, the Bears and whoever they play when it comes to the division, just like the Lions game a week before. Lions uh, probably should have lost that game. They've been down, what, 14 points, 17 points in the last two games to their divisional uh, opponents. They just happened to pull it out against, against the Bears. Play their divisional opponents good. And like I said, we were supposed to see Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson go up against uh, Justin Fields. And then, they, too, they were expecting Justin Fields to take a leap. You know, Dalen Hurts has just made everybody think that in year three, you know, quarterbacks are just going to put a Superman cape on and, and you know, turn into Superman. But, so, yeah, that one's, that one's a little difficult because they made the schedule back in April. But I get you, though. I wish they could flex a little bit more. But, you know, by the time people bought tickets, and it's kind of hard to rearrange certain games. So we're stuck with uh, this below mediocrity on uh, primetime TV. True story. But every team can't not be top-notch, y'all. Come on. On primetime TV. Yeah, but if we got to. Yeah, right. But if we gotta watch them, they need to be. Uh, that's yeah. my problem. I don't. I do understand that you always gonna have somebody on the top, somebody in the middle, and somebody on the bottom. But if it's on the bottom, I don't want to see them. Yeah. I ain't, I, if that's the only game I have to watch and it's mediocre, yeah, I got a problem with that too. But again, you know, injuries and stuff play a play a huge part in that. So we have to take that into consideration too. Like like now, if the Bengals have any more primetime TV or primetime games, it's going to be boring. So hopefully it's Sunday night and we can flex them out. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call, y'all. All right. Uh, so real quick here, NFC Players of the Week. Uh, offense with Kyron, Kyron Williams of the Rams, the running back. 
uh, defense was, I'll get it, free, uh, free safety, uh, Jesse Bates from Atlanta, and special teams kicker Jake Elliott of Philadelphia, go figure. And then for the AFC, uh, offensive quarterback Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, defensive linebacker Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and special teams kicker Brandon McManus of Jacksonville. All right. Um, dang, I, okay, we're going to have to get to this real quick. But I had a question. And, and Janelle, you kind of touched on it. You said that we know who's going to be in the AFC uh, like championship. But do we? Do we, ladies? The Broncos have won five straight, y'all, five straight. This is a team that lost 70 to what? Uh, 70 to 20. They lost by 50 points earlier this season. And now they are on a five-game winning streak. Now, check this out. Their past four outings, they beat teams over 500. They ain't like the Dallas Cowboys, who just beat mediocre, uh, mediocre teams. They beat the Browns, the Vikings, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Coming up, they have the Texans, Chargers, Lions, Patriots, Chargers again, and the Raiders. So they got three divisional matchups against the Chargers, who ain't that good. Raiders, not that good. But, again, it's a divisional matchup. They've already split with the Chiefs. Texans, Patriots, and Lions. Ladies, are the different Broncos going to the playoffs? Okay, so I want to put an asterisk. I need to put an asterisk on one of those games you mentioned. Because, yes, they did beat the Chiefs. However, Patrick Mahomes had the tool during that game. They did not get him at 100%, so I don't really give them – they I don't care about that. How However, about one leg broke on? It got to be. <laughs> well, Janelle, if somebody is weak or uh, injured or whatever, <laughs> if they lose, they just lose. You got to call a loss a loss, baby, and a win a win. Come on. He was sat down. Huh? Whatever. Um, they they schedule is kind of weak though. They don't they don't have anything that nothing coming up that they shouldn't win. I think that this uh, game against the Texans is going to be good, but they yeah. their schedule doesn't show anything that that shouldn't have them uh, far up the ladder as far as on um uh, going into the playoffs. Mhm. Okay. So is that a yes? Do you think they're gonna make it? Uh, they'll make it into the playoffs. I don't think they're going no further than that. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that's a lot for, the, for Denver, the way they started off. They were one in five with a 50 yes, point. that's I'm true. On, that's true. Now. But I think what it is is I think what it is is that um, Sean got his head out of his behind um, mm-hmm. and started working with Russell Wilson the way he was supposed to. <laughs> and now they, now things are clicking on all cylinders. I think that's what it is. Uh, you okay. can't just and and I think that one one of the biggest things and we mentioned this before one of the biggest problems is he thinks that his his way of uh, coaching the Saints is you can't do that with every team you mm-hmm. and I think that he realizes now that he had to make some adjustments and and everybody got to the table sat down and made those adjustments and now they're moving and grouping. Yeah, they look good. Hey Lou, are the Broncos going to play? Pardon me? Are the Broncos going? Yeah, they probably make it. They record might get, it might be better. You know, they might surpass the, the Seahawks record. You never know. <laughs> With the way they play, and if they keep it up like that, they'll be in there. I have a feeling, especially with you know, the AFC North, 
was really uh, very competitive, and it, it was looking like the whole AFC North was going to be able to make it in the playoffs. But like Snell said, they're talking about the, the, the playoff picture back in week five. Uh, but anyway, but with the Bengals being pretty much eliminated, uh, we don't know what the Browns are going to do now. I think that the Broncos may be able to sneak up in there. But the Texans, um, they I think they still have something to say about it. Uh, uh, who else? I don't know about the Bills. Yeah, 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 and with Texans still. schedule, the Texans schedule is not um, not that bad either. Now, they do have the Browns that that's going to give them some problems, but the Texans schedule is weak too. they got the Jets, the Titans coming up a couple times. The yep. Colts, they, their schedule is not heavy either. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think the Broncos, we might see the Broncos in the playoffs. And what a what a turnaround that would be. These last six weeks are just going to be they're going to be so exciting. I can't wait, but then I just it's just going by too quick. All right, ladies, y'all see what time it is. Y'all see well, why can't I never find it when I need it? There we go. <laughs> there you go, y'all. Music. Here we go. All right. So we have Ain't Lou. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Miss Terry. Ain't Lou and I can find it. Four. But, you know, it's been worse. So I'm going to say that's, 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 that's good. But Janelle, you are still right there in the thick of it. Uh, Aunt Lou is still winning the picks at one fifteen sixty five. Terry is right on her heels, one game behind. Janelle is two games behind that, and uh, we ain't even gonna talk about where I'm at. So let's get to it. The teams on the bye. This is a lot of them: Ravens, Bills, Bears, Raiders, Vikings, and the Giants. So six teams on a bye this week. And ladies, I do have Terry's picks. So. Let's get to it. Thursday night kicks off. Ain't lose Seahawks at Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. Cowboys. All right. <laughs> that is clean, sweet. We all, no, we all rolling with the Cowboys. Let's see what them Seahawks going to do. Let's just hope they make it a game. Because, like I said, uh, Cowboys have been winning by 20-plus points at home this season. Okay. One o'clock games on Sunday. Chargers at the Patriots. Harry has the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers, too. It's so am I. Yeah, I saw a stat where the Patriots, um, they have beaten them the last seven outings, the, the Chargers, uh, including the playoffs. But I think that's freaking interesting because I can't pick the Patriots no more. Sorry, brother. All right, that's clean sweep. We all run with the Chargers. Okay, then we have the Lions at Saints. Terry has the Lions. Lions. Tigers and bears, oh my. <laughs> oh my is right. Oh my is definitely right. Um, I, I'm going to take the Lions. Lions, okay. I really want to take the Saints, but they've let me down every time I pick them, and I just don't see this getting turned around anytime soon. And I think the Lions are going to have a chip on their shoulder. All right, that's clean sweep. We're all going with Lions. All right, Falcons at the Jets. Terry has the Falcons, and I know Janelle has her Falcons. Ain't I have Luke? the Falcons. Falcons. Okay. The Jets, they can't score a touchdown. The Falcons they, need to pull it off. This would be the first time they've won, and I voted for them. 
Yeah, and they better because they're one and four on the road. But every time I root, every time I pitch the Falcons, they lose. But they're going to get this together for me. Come on, Falcons. Bring T.I. and uh, Ludacris to the, to the halftime game. Okay. What the we have What the monkey? Clean, clean sweet, right? Clean sweet. Clean sweet, yeah. what the monkey? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Cardinals Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers. All right, clean sweet. We all rolling with the Steelers. All right, we got a divisional matchup. Colts at the Titans. Terry's got the Colts. Colts. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Colts. Yeah, me too. We could they could get of uh Derrick Henry, but I don't know. I think I'm gonna roll with the Colts too. All right, that's a clean sweep. All right, then we have the Dolphins at the Commanders. Uh Dolphins. 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 All right, that's a clean uh rolling with them Dolphins. Uh it's this Terry. Yeah, just say clean sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, this is gonna be a good game. Broncos at the Texans. I'm going. I'm with going Texans. with Broncos, even though the Texans at home. Hey, Lou's going with the Broncos. Janelle, what you say? The Texans. Texans. Okay, Terry is going with the Broncos as well. Now I might be changing this, but I'm rolling with the Texans. My first mind says Texans, so but I'm no no. First mind is a little off. Okay. Then we have a divisional match. Uh, Panthers at the Bucks. <laughs> Terry's got the Bucks. And I do too. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks. All right. Clean sweep. We all rolling with the Bucks. Then we have the Browns at the Rams. Terry's got the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, going with the Browns. I think I'm going with Terry and going with the Rams. <laughs> Okay. Right now, I'm rolling with the Browns because I trust that defense. I do have to see what um, the status of Garrett, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Miles. Yeah. Oh, Garrett. Yeah. Miles Garrett. I yeah, what, uh, yeah. what it's like. But right now, I'm rolling with Steve the Browns. Will. All right. Okay. Then we have um, Chiefs at the Packers. Harry has the Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, Chief. Okay, then we got uh, Monday night, Bengals at the Jaguars. Did you skip your game on purpose? I'm saving it for last. I'm saving it for last. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going with the – I'm not going to make this mistake again. I'm going with the Jaguars. Yeah. I got to keep remembering Joe is out. Jags. <laughs> okay, that's a clean sweep. We all going with the Jags. And then the game of the week is the 49ers at the Eagles. Who y'all got? 49ers. What? Stop rolling with them Niners. Right, right, not a game. Worry with those Niners because Jalen Hurts is not looking that good right now. I'm concerned. All right. I was well, in with him. No boy's good, but I he can't pull it. Pull it off. Y'all got too many weapons on that team. Oh, you better say, say, it, say it a little bit louder for me. I'm just kidding. Though. Y'all got too many weapons on that team. <laughs> that is, that's plain sweet. We all rolling with the Niners. All right, y'all. And on that note, it's a wrap for the show. Chanel, you're up. Um, I am going to make this short and sweet. Uh, I'm so glad to have been with you ladies tonight. Um, and I'm I'm 
hoping and praying that you guys have a great rest of the week, and I love you all. And, Terry, you were definitely missed tonight, ma'am. I love you, too. Amen. Hey, Lou. Hang up. Hey, Lou. Can you hear me? I'm here. I just want to give a shout-out. December 3rd is Sunday, I do believe, because Friday is Monday. I mean, it's the first. So that will be my son Daniel's 30th birthday. He will be turning the big 3-0, my oldest. Happy birthday, Daniel. I love you. I think the 4th or the 5th is Terry. The fourth or the fifth is Terry's birthday. I just want to give a shout-out, Terry. Happy birthday, darling. I love you. I don't have my calendar with me, so I'm trying to go from memory. But that's, oh, um, Miss Terry, I want you to know that we miss you tonight. Miss you so much. Just love you. And uh, your presence was definitely missed tonight. Janelle, you you put on a little act right. You and TJ kind of went in left field for a minute. But y'all just got, I guess you need to get it out. Um, but um, I just want you to know that I love you, and you 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 brought yourself back, so I'm proud of you. TJ, you know you don't do whatever you want to do. You know how you do. But uh, I love you, and I want you to uh, just keep on doing what you're doing because you're doing what you're doing when you do what you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Got to get it done. Get it done. I, I love you. On the run. <laughs> Love you, ladies, and uh, same back time, same back station uh, next weekend. I mean, next Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> Love y'all. Love you. <laughs> All right. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies on LL Sports Two. Sasha said, um, "Good pick." Eagles will have to play better than what they've been putting on tape lately to get by get by this weekend. That's the only way I see them winning. Niners got this. Oh yeah, we yeah, I think we are we're on a mission. We have something to prove. But like I said, uh January is when I when I really want to see them. But um but anyway, one game at a time. One game at a time. All right, so shout out to everybody who tuned into the show tonight. Um Wednesday Wikipedia is let's see November 29th, so at the end of the month, y'all. 1980, Monday Night Football was on the cover of TV Guide. In 1987, Joe Montana of the 49ers completed a record 22 consecutive passes. In 1992, Jerry Rice caught his 100th. And in 1992 as well, Dennis Bird of the New York Jets was paralyzed after a neck injury in a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right? So that's your Wednesday Wikipedia. As I always say, whether you listen two minutes, two hours, one hour, we thank you. We love you for the support. Make sure you please share the show and follow me at LLSportsTJ on TikTok and IG, all right? Uh, birthdays today, Howie Mandel turned 68. Russell Wilson turned 35, I'm sorry. Uh, the Game, the rapper, The Game, turns 44. Julius Randle turns 29. Don Cheadle turns 59. Stefan Diggs turns 30. And Chadwick Boseman. He would have celebrated a birthday today, but we lost him in 2020. All right. Shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. I saw you tonight, Harold. Thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to the Shop Shop, Robert Hatter, Jim Hicks. Um, great big shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. She did that, y'all. So if y'all missed it, make sure you catch the uh, recording. Shout out to Janelle rounding out the triple threat tonight. Janelle, it was so good to hear from you. It sounds like you're you're doing a, a lot better than 
than you have been. I know you're kind of still under the weather, but uh, it's so good to hear you and have you on the show tonight. Terry, we miss you. You know, we always do, but we know you're here in spirit. Um, of course, a great big shout-out to my dad, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo. Uh, shout-out to Daniel, turning 30 on his birthday, uh, my cousin, uh, Aunt Lou's son. And, of course, last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for everything you do for me, for LL Sports, too. I love you, and I appreciate you. All right, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. We'll be back next week, 8 p.m., 347-826-7924. And that leaves us time with only for, time for one more thing, which is TJ's motivational moment. All right? And it is my uh, spiritual vitamin for today. Spoke to me. So here we go. The verse, Jonah. Chapter um, chapter 2, verse 3. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. The inspiration. We tend to cause ourselves considerable pain after getting involved in sorrow and misery. Some struggles we see coming from afar while others move in quickly. We often feel battered and broken by the mighty waves of life. As hard as we try, we can't come up for air. We lean on Jesus to help us walk through life. He listens to our concerns and provides the strength to overcome any obstacle we face. The mighty waves of life are no match for us with Jesus by our side. Dear God, we have a friend in Jesus. We are thankful for his selfless sacrifice and his commitment to our spiritual well-being. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a friend in Jesus. What a mighty friend. And that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others. Be good to yourself. Y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.